And if we can't speak the truth in in love, then you don't have a you don't have a cohesive lead, you don't have a healthy leadership team. You have a dysfunctional leadership team. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Super excited about this episode. It's part two of the seven core values. Cole, how are you feeling about it? Great. Part one was awesome. If what? you didn't listen to it, go back. Which one of those core values stood out to you the most in part one? Man, you're going to make me pick, man? I'm, I'm totally I think... putting, I'm putting you on the spot, man. I really like the gratitude one, yeah? to be honest with you. Why is it's, that? It's a, I don't know. I just feel like that's something for me I, I have to be conscious about remembering yeah to, to, to practice that. brandon lake's song gratitude is really awesome oh, it's even better when ryan capelli sings it. i know i know I, th- I think the next time ryan sings it though we're gonna ask him to wear leather pants because i think it should be required actually <sighs> or at least leather chaps i don't know we anyway we're getting so off base here um so let me let me review the first three values that we listed and you got to go back and listen to these because this is all i'm going to do Core value number one is four. Core value number two is 122. Core value number three is 1%. Don't you love that? I'm getting good at remembering them. And if, you're, and if you're listening right now and you didn't listen to the last episode, you're like, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. There's a whole podcast before this one. Go back and listen to that. You gotta. This is like you got to watch part one before you watch part two. You yep. know what I'm saying? No spoilers. This isn't like Star Wars. You can't start off with episode four, five, six and go one, two, three. You just you got to go back to the other. Very so, true. Um. Core value number four is 10%. Nicole, be honest. When you first heard 10%, what did you think I was so going to talk about? When you first presented this to us, you said, you're, you're going to think that it's about tithing, but it's not, and right. you're not going to be able to guess what it is. I tried really hard to f- try to guess what it was, and I, I, I wasn't even close. So I knew, I, in fact, I talked this to our core leaders recently. When I said 10%, I knew they were all thinking, here we got to tithe. We got to tithe. And, and and let me just kind of put my cards out there. I do believe in giving 10%. I do believe in the tithe. I do believe it's in the Old Testament and the New Testament. I do believe it's biblical. I do believe you can't outgive God, but this has nothing to do with money. Yep. Nothing to do with money. Um, it has everything to do with making a great decision because every leader has to make crucial decisions. Some are more important than others, but all of us have to make decisions. And we can only make decisions with the information that we have. It, the, the, better inf- the better information that we get, the, the, be- the better the decisions we can make. You agree so far? Yep. Okay, so here's the problem. Um, the bigger your church or your organization grows, um, the bigger it gets, the, the information gets filtered. And so by the time the problem makes its way to you, you're getting about 90% of what the actual problem is. And um, a lot of leaders, some, and by the way, sometimes that's all you're going to get. You're going to get 90%. You're going to have to make a decision. Yeah. It's not having all the information. It's having all the information that you can gather in order to make the best decision. 
But the problem is, if, if somebody's bringing an issue to you, many times they will hold back telling you that last 10% of information because, it's, because it, they think it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, um, they're going to feel uncomfortable, it's, it's, it's personal, it could come across as harsh or mean or critical, and so they're going to hold back. However, it's usually in that last 10%. That's that's the information you need to make the best decision possible. So when I presented this to you guys, I just said, listen, I want the last 10% in every conversation that we're having. Like if we're doing an evaluation of something, I want the last 10%. I want you to say what you really want to say. If there was a problem, I want you to tell me there's a problem. If there's an issue, I want you to tell me there was an issue. If, If there was something you didn't like, I want you to tell me you didn't like it. Because at the end of the day, I can't. I can't make a great decision if I don't have all the information. Yeah, I think what you just said is the key as well. Like, a leader has to wel- welcome that. Like, you have to communicate that to your staff that, hey, I'm allowing, I'm actually allowing you to tell me everything. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and you do a great job of that. Well, the, the, the funny thing is, is usually in a meeting, people's body language will give it away. And so like, you'll see like somebody doesn't want to say something and they're, and they're feeling, and and as a leader, you got to lean into that and you got to say, Addie, Hmm. I'm using Addie's because she's sitting right there. She's cute. She's your wife. Yeah. She's, she, she could have that baby any minute. I'm kind of scared. That would be wild if we were, it was on the podcast. I would literally pee my pants. Um, I know my water would break. I don't know about, (laughs) anyway, back to the, oh my God. Anyway, different story, different time. Um, I'm, I, I would, I, I'm the one that has to say, you know what? You don't look completely comfortable right now. Like, what, what are you thinking? Because you don't look like you love that decision. Not in a mean way, not in a like a tearing down way. You got to say, you got to say it. In fact, the the verse that goes with this is Ephesians four fifteen. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way. And if we can't speak the truth in in love, then you don't have a you don't have a cohesive lead. You don't have a healthy leadership team. You have a dysfunctional leadership team. If you're always telling the leader what you think he or she wants to hear rather than what they need to hear, that's a... It's not healthy. No, it's not healthy. It's not good. It, you, but as a leader, you've got to invite that last 10%. you got to invite it in. And when people share it with you and you don't like it or you don't agree, you... You can't go off on them. You can't tear them down. You can't criticize them. You got to go, huh? Yeah. And we've done a pretty decent job of like taking that rule and using it relationally with each other as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what what do I really need to tell you about what you did that made me mad? <laughs> right. And I think that's part of this too. Is like as a staff core value, we use that relationally as well. Mm-hmm. Which you said makes me mad. Which leads. Beautifully, I love this transition, mm-hmm. Cole. You did that so well. It's almost like you get paid you. to do this. Thank you. Um, core value number five is less than. Little conflict about the greater than, less than sign when we were establishing this, but we Googled it. Um, le- core value is less than twenty four. Less than twenty four because it's so good. Well, conflict in ministry is inevitable because if you've got so we got eleven people on staff, and I would. I would say we got 11 passionate people on staff. Yes, very driven, passionate people. So everybody's trying to get to the same place, but a lot of times we want to get to the top of a mountain, but we think 
path, some people think path A is the best way. Some people think path B is the best way. Some people think path C is the best way. And what we've got to understand is we're all trying to get to the top of the mountain. We're, we're not arguing about the goal. We're arguing about how to get there. And I love good, healthy conflict. It's kind of like muscle only grows under tension, right? Yeah. I did, I did, I did a push-up workout this week, Cole. And I was like, man, I need, to, I need to switch it up. I need to switch it up. And I just did I, I just, I'm going to be honest with you. I just went crazy. I don't know how many push-ups I did. And when I got done, I was like, I'm mad. I should have worked out with weights. That's not, that, was, that was a horrible workout. And the next morning I woke up move. and my boobies were so sore. I Literally, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I mean, they still hurt a little bit right now. I'm a little sensitive in my boob area. Yeah, you, like, can't push yourself up out of bed. No, yeah. but, you, but you put your muscle under tension and it grows. Conflict, man, is so important in life. It like it's so cliche. It'll make or break you. It can be really good for you or really bad. Well, unresolved conflict kills momentum. Kills it, man. Um, Ephesians 4, 26, 27, Paul said, Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives the devil a foothold. Um, and that whole I'm I'm kind of this this kind of falls into that. Less than twenty four. So so don't don't let conflict don't let unresolved conflict go for more than twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't resolve the conflict, at least say you know what, I love you. We both love this church. We're trying to get to the same place. Let's continue to have a conversation about how we get there. But at yeah. the end of the day, I'm not going to sacrifice the relationship over an idea. Yeah, it's good. Enough. That that's that's not wise leadership. Sacrificing the relationship. Over an idea. I mean, sometimes you got to die on a hill, but some people die on stupid hills. You know oh, what I'm saying? It's one of the problems in, in the world. Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's co- that's core value number five. That's one of my favorite ones. It is? Yep. Good, good. I'm glad because... Number six is good, too. Number six is so much fun, and it's uh, it I, I got it written down. It's 180, and it's 180 degrees, but I don't know how to put that little degree sign on... <laughs> And I'm sure there's With a way the to keyboard? do it. No, I don't know how to do it. Is it on the keyboard? I don't know how to do I it. I don't either, man. I, I'm sure there's a way. But but it's 180 degrees is number six. And uh, this one this one is super meaningful to me because, um, well, let me just kind of go ahead and put it out there. The, the question, 180, the question behind 180 degrees is, is there anything going on in your personal life? That if it became public, would cause a problem. Now, ministry world, that could be a host of things. So many things, man. And I think one of the things um, that I call them the religious police. That every church has them, and then there there are religious police. Oh my God, they're all over social media. Whoo, dear Lord. There, I mean, I think. I don't believe in defund the police, but I do believe in defunding the religious police. Um, I think they should be banned from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Be Real, because the last thing they are is real. They they don't even share their real names, idiots. Anyway, I'm just expressing how I feel. I I can tell. I'm letting you go. But the, the... the reason I have this value in here is because I want staff, and, and I want this to trickle down through the whole church. If there's something going on in your life 
that's that's not right, that's off center, that isn't what you know, you know, Jesus wants you to be doing or whatever. I don't want you to feel like you have to hide that. I want you to be able to come and talk to me or talk to someone about that so we can put it in the light because if it's done in darkness, nothing nothing good grows in darkness. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So but you that's why we got to put it in the light. So the reason I shared this with you guys is because if there's something going on in your life that's causing problems, issues, I want you to come talk to me about it. And my first instinct is not going to be to fire you. I don't care how bad it is. Um, my first instinct is going to be, okay, that's a that's an issue. How can we get you some help with that? Like, Let's what can we fixed. do? Like, how can we how can we help you with without bringing you on stage and publicly rebuking you? Um, defrocking you. There's that word again. <laughs> Ryan really liked that word. Um, it's it's almost. And here's what here's what bothers me, Cole. It seems like there's a group of people out there that actually love to catch people doing wrong. It makes no sense. And pointing it out. I don't get that, man. Well, I I think it's I think typically, and this is I'm not saying this is every person. I'm saying this is every person that I've ever known. Um, usually the. I call them the, they used to be the discernment bloggers, the people that would go out and they would viciously attack people. Yeah. There's something very broken in their lives behind the scenes. Mm. And the reason they're so vicious in attacking other people is they're taking out their anger at themselves on other people. So mm. watch for the person that's throwing the rocks the hardest because they're usually they've got some very messed up stuff going on in their life. Wow. And James, the half brother of Jesus, said, "Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed, not so that you may be caught, embarrassed, um, talked about. You know, it, so that you he wants healing to be brought about. And the, and the thing I want as as a staff is I want healed, healthy people doing ministry." Yeah, and this it's similar to what I said for the ten percent thing. Like as a leader, you do a great job of of communicating that we we are allowed to do that. Like I've I'll be on I've worked for people that you you cannot do that, and so like as as a leader, you have to be intentional about one making this a priority. Two, communicating to your people that hey, I'm I'm going to jump in the hole with you, not shoot you when you're in the hole. We did a whole podcast <laughs> about this, about where's the line. Yeah. And remember, we came up with the whole, I don't I don't know where it is, um, but a lot of people don't feel like they can talk about what they're really struggling with. Yeah. Um, but And what that causes is we hide it, and it becomes more and more and more of a problem. Gross. Um, and so I just want this to be a staff where we can, we can talk openly about what we're struggling with. I love it, man. We got one more. We do. So, and this one's, give me a minute to set this one up. Um, our, our, this, is, this isn't just one number. This is like four numbers. Yeah. Um, core value number seven is one equals 1,000, two equals 10,000. So one equals 1,000, two equals 10,000. And this is a principle um, that I found in Scripture in Deuteronomy. You got to love Deuteronomy, man. It's I such do, a great I do like book. it. I feel like people give it Deuteronomy a bad rap. Listen, you can't this is why this is why you can't crack on Deuteronomy. When Jesus was tempted 
in the desert by Satan, he quoted De- from Deuteronomy three times. Yeah. So Jesus's go-to book when he was being tempted by the devil was Deuteronomy. Interesting. So you, I mean, listen, man, don't be doo-dooing on Deuteronomy because <laughs> it's it's legit. It's a great book. I don't know why this stuff just hits me, man. I, I, think, I was just gonna ask, how do you do that? I don't know. I it's it, I was I didn't know if you've heard it before or what. I've never heard that phrase in my life. I'm a little bit warped, and I think God uses me because of that. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. In the worst way possible. Anyway, <laughs> Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 32. <laughs> see, I can't quit. Dear God. Okay, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy 32:30 says, "How could one person chase a thousand of them and two people put 10,000 to flight unless their rock had sold them unless the Lord had given them up?" And I remember when I first saw this, I the I couldn't get the math because if one person can chase a thousand, then two people should be able to chase two thousand, right? Yeah. But God said, no, 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 no. One person chases a thousand, two can chase ten thousand. Mm. So I would much rather see what we can accomplish rather than what I can accomplish. Yeah. Because on my best day, I can put a thousand to flight, but you get two people working together for the same purpose. And they could put 10,000 to flight. Yeah. Well, what about three? And what about four? And what about five? And so this, this core value, I think, really accentuates the idea that we work better together. Like, we work best as a team. Yep. Um, and, and the reason I want that to be a value is because every idea doesn't have to be my idea. I want the best idea. And if yeah. it's your idea or if it's Jennifer's idea, or if it's Sheena's idea, it doesn't matter. I want that. I, I want the best idea to win because, and then when we all work together to make that idea work, it works. Um, but if 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 you're a lone ranger, if you're like, I'll just take that project and I'll do it myself. I'll take that project. I don't want any input. I don't want any feedback. I don't want any. The, you know what? You'll 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 have a good idea, but it'll never be great. You can only chase a thousand. You can only chase a thousand, but you get some. And you got to get the right people involved. Yeah, one thousand to ten thousand. It was. I was just thinking about this. Just real quick story. We have our second chance students meetings on Thursday. So right before we started, we did lunch and recorded these. And it's funny. We we do these meetings, and we're always like, man, things are just coming out of thin air, like ideas and stuff. And it's just so interesting how like you get people together, and more happens, man. When it's when it's the right people, more starts to happen. Collaboration. It's yeah. the power of collaboration. And I'll say this: it's you got to have the right people in that environment, though. Yep. And it, and this kind of encompasses all of these values. It's like the ten percent, the less than twenty four, the one eight. I mean, because every if you got to watch it. I remember I used to I used to lead a team, and we had one particular. And this is this is a different church, different time. Nobody knows who I'm talking about. Um. But there was this one guy, and he would always, like, you could have the best idea in the world. Like, okay, this Sunday we're going to do this, and we're going we're gonna to see 3,000 people get baptized, and we're going to plan for it. And this would be the guy that's going to go, well, who's going to pay that water bill? Ugh. And so I, I talked to him. I remember pulling him aside one time and talked to him, and I said, why, why do you do – I'm doing my 10% here. I'm like, why do you do that? Why do you do that? And he goes, well – 
I just kind of feel like it's my job sometimes to play devil's advocate. I remember telling him, you don't work for the freaking devil. <laughs> you, this is a church, This man. is a church. The devil doesn't need a freaking advocate. Yeah. His advocate's Keanu Reeves, by the way. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no. Okay. You've told me about it like five times, it's, though. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a good movie, but it's got Keanu Reeves, which anytime I watch Keanu Reeves in a movie, I... I I mean, I try you to take him John seriously. Thick. No, no, Wick, I think of Bill and Ted's Thick. Excellent Adventure, and I just can't really take him very seriously. I can't take John Wick seriously. He killed 17 people with a toothpick. I mean, what the heck is going on? Anyway, I so I told this guy, I was like, the devil doesn't need an advocate. And so I, so good, I eventually stopped inviting him to the meetings, and the meetings got better. Really? Yeah. And then he got fired. Then we hired him back. It was fun. <laughs> Well, those are our seven core values. Those are our seven core values. And like it, like Cole said, if you want to take those and rip those off, Feel perfectly free. fine. Take them, make them your own. Give them different numbers. They're the best core values in the world. I think they might be. I, yeah. Yeah, they're better than the random things written on the wall that nobody understands. Unity. Passion. Unity. <laughs> passion. All right. Rit. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.